Hello and welcome for one more episode of Interviews with World Class Designers. My name is Gideon Mashawa and I'm your host. In this podcast, I interview designers from the world leading companies who are using design to drive the change of the reality we live in today. Through the interviews, it's my goal to try to identify the paths to mastery and to help you to become a world class designer. Questions to my younger self is the format I'll be using in this podcast. I choose this format because I believe that it's easier to advise my younger self than someone else. So to make the life of my interviews easier, they would have to give recommendation and advice to the younger selves on what it takes to become a world-class designer. And then you take the advice for yourself. Easy, right? For today's episode, I will be interviewing Elaine Chu. Elaine is a senior product designer at Grab the leading ride-hailing and mobile payments platform in Southeast Asia. Elaine is from Singapore. Before she started her journey at Senior Product Designer at Grab, she was part of the design team at Uber and other companies. Without further ado, let's go to the interview. So how would you explain design to your younger self with one year one year of work experience? If you're talking about specifically interaction design or just in general? Design in general. I think it's a tool to... I think design is a tool to serve a purpose. Um, I, I think it's important to keep that in mind when you're designing something because there's a lot of people out there that's going to, I think, ask you to do things, to design things that aren't absolutely necessary, but it looks good. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important to stay away from that and making sure that your design is important because it serves a function. So for you, design is a tool. You would say to yourself that design is a tool. Yes, it's a skill, it's a tool. Mm, okay. To solve a problem. Mm, interesting. Cool. Uh, how do you explain your UX design process for your younger self? Like when you start mm, like working a- on a new project, what you do in terms of steps? I don't. I think it came. I don't know. Even for my younger self, it was very natural. Like. I was taught in an environment that was very good at nurturing us into a really. Because um, I was taught by like a bunch of UX designers, so it was naturally very easy for us to understand like how to go about designing a problem. Um, I would say to try to focus on the people that you're designing it for, and you know, understand how they would use something, what makes the most sense for them. Um, try to review them, really rough solutions to play around with. Um, this way you can like figure out how people are thinking about approaching this, um, how they would naturally respond to different things. Um, yeah, I, I think it, that would be the best way to start in the very beginning. Mm. Okay, cool. Uh, which mistakes would you tell your younger self to make? <laughs> which mistakes? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, make as many as you can when you're young. Because I think you can afford to when you're younger. Can you be more specific? Like, for example, like, um, 
you know, when you're really new in the field, and obviously it's a very intimidating thing, because, for example, like I entered Uber, and it was a very built community. Like, it wasn't a startup where you had like maybe two designers who were, you know, not that great or, you know, mediocre. It was a bunch of really freaking amazing designers around me, and it was a lot of pressure to to make sure that things were perfect to make sure that you know you feel like you're on their level and i think that really pushed me to do as much as i can and doing as much as you can means that you're gonna make a bunch of mistakes but don't don't ever be afraid of that especially when you're surrounded by people who are better than you or are super supportive and you know can give you the right type of advice so i think make as much mistake as you can in the very beginning because you, you get to sponge it up and learn a lot in the very beginning. As you progress, I think you get to like, in your career, you, you get used to things, you understand how things work and things will come easier um, for you, yeah. Uh, what would you recommend your younger self to focus on? Uh, I think maybe to figure out, I think the thing that everybody eventually needs to figure out is what direction that they want to take their design career in. And, you know, it forks out into very various different tracks, but there's a lot of people who are really, really good at creating beautiful things. There's a lot of people who are really good at making sure that things work right. And then there's a lot of people who are really good at making sure that everybody is doing their job. And I think a lot of the designers that were my age that I started out with, they all eventually ended up figuring out like which side that they were more inclined to become. So for example, I'm not necessarily a UI person. Like I love creating beautiful things and like animations and, you know, cool, you know, motion graphics stuff, but it's not entirely me. Like, I'm more of a UX person and that's something that I think I recently realized that I want to become better at. And then there's other people like my friends who graduated with me and they became really amazing motion graphic designers or people who became really good at becoming managing people. So they became, you know, design managers. So I think it's very um, important to try everything out in the beginning, like especially when you first enter the field, to just, you know, see what everything is like. Uh, and then you need to decide like what other skills you want to really hone in on and, and, you know, make it something that really stands out for you and your portfolio. Which books would you encourage your younger self to read? Book? Huh. I honestly do not read design books. I find I find that especially with UX design books, I find it very hard to like because we've read a lot of books when I was in college about UX design and it just gets super outdated really really fast. Mm -hmm. I mean, recently it slowed down because you know like VR and all that stuff isn't as advancing as fast as we want it to be. But like during those periods, it seemed very uh, it's very much the similar like framework for everything so i think you really want to keep up and like really want to understand what's going on around the world in terms of like ux design you just download as many apps you can you got to keep up with you know the design trends uh, you know all the things that's happening in the tech world mm -hmm. i really think that books really can keep up to the pace in which like technology is advancing so i don't really read books regarding technology
Okay, so how do you update yourself? Oh, I really like tech news. Okay, and I mean, tech. Honestly, I really don't know what books I would recommend, but I think, yeah, following up with whatever is on trend, and I think joining a community that is involved already. Okay, super important. Okay, for example, like I have a Facebook page for the class in my university that's regarding interaction design, okay. and then I have a larger like alumni interaction design. Mm-hmm. Facebook group, and those are where I find some of the most interesting interaction-related stuff. Because everybody's interest is really, really different. Like some people are super into like typography or how that affects like you know everything, and then there's some people who are super into robotics. So like when everybody comes together, they usually have really insightful and new um, tech news. I, I I wouldn't have shared if I were not my own. Which tools would you suggest to your younger self to learn to become expert in coding? I would say though it is something that I think I it's better that I didn't learn. I think it's something that I want to learn now. Okay. I think the reason why I would say that is so is because that in the beginning, like the, the design process is a very creative process. Mm-hmm. Coding, from what I learned in the past, I know for a fact that it's not entirely a creative process.、Mm-hmm. It is in some ways. I think for for engineer and like in their mind, it's very creative. But I think for a designer, like coding is not a very creative process. I think there is a, a certain limitation and constraint, and there's rules that are set in place that prohibits us from creating. And I think like if you're learning those two things together, it may affect. The way that you create when you're designing, because the limitations that you become aware of. For example, okay, let me put this as an example. Like when you're working with an engineer, you're you know you're when you create this beautiful, like delightful animation or this sort of like gesture movement within the app, like that takes extra work.、Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you want to move fast in a company, you need to fight for that type of like. Delightful interaction within an app, right? And that—that's your design.、Mm-hmm. But when, on an engineer standpoint, it's not necessary, right? So that's what I mean. Like when I say when you're learning both things, I think sometimes when you're designing, you consider too much based on your knowledge of what is the fastest, most possible design,、mm-hmm. and it affects like what the end result of your design might be.、Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So. I think the creative process, if you really want to hone in on it, maybe postpone the coding process till much later. And I don't think that hurts anybody. I think actually it might benefit better.、Mm. Coding takes patience, and as you age, I think it, it works out better anyway.、Uh, which people would you advise、uh, your younger self to follow?、Uh, I think I would say I wouldn't say people. Is what you would follow, okay? Because I think, like you know, for my younger self, because I've followed people that I think are really great, and they turned out not to be in other ways. Okay. And I also think, so I think, like there's there's a lot of、uh, human errors in humans. So I would say, if you wanted to follow something, I think you needed to follow what you believe in and what you don't. Right. So, in terms of how that applies to tech. Um, for example, like 
a lot of my friends who graduated are very open to whatever job they get. Okay. They don't mind like、um, working at a job that pays well, but isn't very exciting work.、Mm-hmm. But、uh, there's a lot of people who loves to do really meaningful work. So there's a friend of mine who does really meaningful work for an energy company, so that it helps millions of people like understand how their energy consumption works. And it's not the sexiest job in the world, but he loves it. And he's been offered other jobs like Facebook and stuff. So it's really about, I think, when it applies to tech, it's about what you believe in. It's very important to to design and work in an industry. Um, where there's so many different temptations, to understand that there's certain things that you want to dabble in, and there's certain things that you don't. For example, I know for a fact that I would never work in a social media company. Like,、okay. I would never for Facebook or Instagram.、Uh, That's just any any specific reason. I think there's, well, on a personal level, I I I don't want to spend my time like. Designing things that gets people into a habit of—I don't know how to put this—but it doesn't generate a society with a lot of good intrinsic values. Okay. It doesn't really help with that, so I stem away from that type of stuff. Because、mm. in, in terms of interaction design, in terms of UX, the most important thing is a feedback loop, right? You're also you're constantly、um, thinking about how your feedback loop is going to end and start again, and then start again. And I think with social media, that type of feedback loop that they put in their system, it doesn't help with anybody's like、okay. ability to understand the world better or function better. Mm, okay, got it. Yeah, so I think that's most important. I don't think it's about following like, oh, the f- CEO of Facebook or somebody who's really you know amazing. Obviously, I think you know there's really amazing people in the world, but I think more, most important thing is to find someone. I mean, to find something that you you think is something that you believe in, because that's gonna make a difference for the person that you're working for. Because you are going to be intrinsically motivated by what you believe in when you're working. Oh, that's a really nice.、Uh, okay, so the last question: In talking to your younger self, how much of current success, professional success, would you attribute to your hard work, and how much would you attribute to luck? Oh, okay. I think it would be a fifty-fifty. Okay. Why? The job of the way I see it, like I think anybody, for example, like me or anybody in the community, has a responsibility of trying to nurture somebody who's younger than us,、mm-hmm. and that's our responsibility. And from the receiving point of view, from you know, from me as a younger person, you know, them, they they gave me really good and supportive environment. And whether I take it or not, that's my fifty percent.、Oh, okay. That's the fifty percent I have to put in in order to become something, or else, like it doesn't work one way. Like I could work super hard without the right advice. I, I don't think I would have gone that far. And if they gave me all that advice and I didn't do anything, then I would still be 
where I used to be. So I think it's a 50-50. Yeah. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. See you next time.